Braver Group's podcast series, Talk Retail to Me, where we offer insights and realistic advice from experts in the retail and consumer brands industries. If you're new to Parker Avery and this podcast, we are a leading retail and consumer goods consulting firm with over 600 years of collective experience, both as consultants as well as leadership positions in the industry. Our firm uniquely combines deep industry experience with consulting expertise and world-class talent to deliver meaningful results. Our approach allows us to build successful, long-term relationships with some of the most recognizable retail and consumer brands in the world. If you're interested in learning more about the Parker Avery Group, we invite you to visit www.parkeravery.com. Well, good morning. Today I am joined by our Chief Analytics Officer, Sam Iosevich, and we're going to introduce one of the newest additions to the Parker Avery team. His name is Leo Grays, and he joined the firm late in 2020. Uh, So let's jump right in. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you, Tricia. And uh, look, I'm really excited to have uh, Leo Grace on on board. So uh, Leo, tell us a little bit about your background and why you decided to join the Park Raver Group. So my my background, in college I studied electrical engineering. And after doing that for a few years, I decided it's just not where I wanted to be. And I wanted to do something more exciting with data and analytics and I went and started work in 2012. I started working at Antuit um, as a consultant, as a technical consultant, and it's sort of an exciting field. You know, lots of large brands that I've heard about before. Lots of interesting problems that that need to be solved to keep those uh, CPGs and retailers ahead of the competition, lots of innovation in this industry. And I just thought that was absolutely great. And, uh, you know, at the end of, uh, at the end of 2020, uh, I had an opportunity to join Parker Avery and I took that opportunity and uh, now I'm here. So uh, Leo, you know, and, and we're, we're very happy that you're here. I mean, in terms of, Leo has to be very modest as, as uh, <laughs> you know, I've known Leo for 30 years. And uh, one thing I can say that just in ter- terms of understanding the, uh, the technology landscape and coming up with unique solutions, I have never met anyone better. So I'm extremely excited uh, to have him leading our uh, software development solution architecture at, uh, at Parker Avery. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's an exciting time to be with the firm, that's for sure. Um, so, Leo, what what have you been working on since since you joined the firm in um, late 2020? So, I've been looking at the results as a service offering that's currently being provided, and I'm trying to bring it into the next level with a software as a service offering. Um, I'm also working through uh, making some changes to the infrastructure to make it easier to use for our analytics consultants and uh, and working on things like that. All right, fantastic. And, and, and uh, obviously, uh, moving into the software as a service is uh, something that, you know, we've been looking at for, uh, for, for some time. Uh, given all the background and the, uh, well, combined hundreds of years of experience that the Harper Avery uh, team has within retail and CPG, and the deep analytics expertise, I think uh, we have a lot uh, to offer the market. So uh, 
excited because you're going to help us get there, Leo. So, uh, so now that you've been here for a little over a month, uh, what are your impressions? Oh, it's a it's a great place. Uh, everybody's really nice. Um, I feel like the company, especially the, I mean, the retail c consulting part of it is already, you know, very well established. Lots of awesome, uh, you know, very knowledgeable people work here, and uh, it's really it's really cool to have industry experts working with you. So like if you have a question about anything related to, you know, to retail, you could just, you know, ping somebody on Teams and ask them that question. Um, and I, I haven't really had that before. And it's it's a really an invaluable resource. And uh, uh, the other thing is the analytics arm of Parker Avery. We're doing a lot of very interesting, very cool stuff. And it's sort of... Um, makes me feel like it's a startup culture where we're moving very, very quickly to produce very cool things that I believe, you know, are going to, um, are going to change the way that are going to make it a lot easier for companies to do their, their business and to, um, you know, it's just going to be a good thing for companies. I feel like. Fantastic. So, Leo, as advanced analytics continues to quickly gain momentum and breath across the retail consumer goods industry, what are you looking forward to? Okay, so uh, one of the main things I'm looking forward to is cleaner, better data. You know, there's there's a saying, garbage in, garbage out. And I think as, in, as analytics grow, companies are going to under, I mean, they already do understand this, but it's going to become more real that the worse their data is, the worse the outcome is of any analytics initiative. So I think cleaning that data, making sure that everything is correct, making sure that their hierarchies make sense, making sure of, uh, you know, all that sort of thing, that's going to become a very important thing, I feel like, in the future, if it hasn't already. Which, which by the way, is something that uh, Parker Avery has been doing for quite some time in terms of hierarchy and some of the process and, uh, and so on. And, and in terms of the data, I completely agree with you on the cleanliness, but also uh, bringing in external sources. This is the uh, Parker Avery has worked uh, uh, to actually form a number of partnerships where not only are we actually cleansing the data that's coming in, uh, but enhancing that data with, uh, with external, more predictive uh, information, not only for, uh, for grocery, but for uh, fashion uh, as, as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's um, knowing which data to get and bringing that data in is is a very important part of creating the data for the analytics process. You know, one of the one of the other things I'm really looking forward to is there's so many ways of sharing data right now, and I feel like it could be done easier. There's a lot of it could be done in a more standardized ways. There's there are companies that are creating you know different ways of um, of sharing that data, but I think in the future that's going to standardize and that's going to make it a lot easier for not only companies to share their data 
internally to the company between the different business units between the different groups but also externally to the company with consultants with so so Leah how do you bring that vision into the software development process so right now companies have a lot of different ways of doing this and really it's not for me to bring the vision of a standardized way of doing this because this stuff you know the the industry has to uh i'm not sure exactly how it will work whether some of the bigger names will you know come together and create a standard for this or not but right now there's a bunch of different ways from sftp to sharing data on azure to and as far as the data format goes for example there's um you know, different data formats like Parquet, you know, CSV, stuff like that. So um, how I approach the development and the architecture is to have a staging, have a place to stage that data, but also to be flexible enough where anything that where we can have different connectors for different services. And if, let's say, you know, we have one client that uses uh, S3 buckets for that. We might already build the connector for it, and any other client that uses S3 buckets, we would just reuse that connector. But if, you know, if it's something new, we'll we'll just build the connector for it. And that that's kind of what we have to do without a standardized way of doing this. If there was a standardized way of doing this, we would just have one connector, everything would be easy for the most part, and we would make some legacy connectors for for any technologies that are still in use. And Liam, I think this is where uh, where you're very strong. I mean, one, one thing is, especially when there is no standard, coming up with unique ways of solving that problem, which over the last month you've done that uh, uh, for, for a couple of our clients already. Um, but really looking forward uh, for, uh, to us having to having a suggested approach and, and of course where, where we need to deviate from that uh, continuing to stay, uh, stay flexible. So uh, just, like, just like we have in our past lives at, at, at the other places where we work together, I, I believe that uh, we'll continue to do that here as well. So uh, very, very excited about the journey ahead. Thank you. The other thing I'm excited with analytics is pretty much what, you know, a lot of other people are excited about, which is GPU-powered analytics. It has the potential to make the analytics process a lot faster and make it, uh, well, a lot faster and a lot closer to real time to do certain things. Yeah, and, and by the way, this is where Parker Avery has partnered with professors from the Math and Data Science Department at the University of Rochester on our AI uh, neural net offering, and uh, as as we move forward with that and continue to develop that, then uh, we will continue to uh, to move into the GPU realm as well. That's pretty exciting. I mean, just just the opportunities that this is going to present present to retailers and CPG companies, I think, is astounding. Especially since you know you can't do the analytics like you planned on doing it in years past because things change so quickly. So being able to move that needle up and make things process quicker is absolutely critical. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be a game changer. Right now, you know, machines they have 
you know, maybe 20 cores, maybe 40 cores, whatever is the, you know, whatever you provision. It gets a little more complicated than this, but it's how many different math operations it can do at one time. A GPU can do thousands of math operations all at the same time, because originally the graphic processing unit was made to figure out what the different colors of different pixels on the screen should be right away for 3D rendered objects. So it has to do a lot of work in parallel. Now with a lot of data, a neural network or any other GPU friendly algorithm, you can do so many computations in parallel that it's it's just gonna be awesome. And, and what, what, what enables this is uh, generally the GPU is just doing a simple simple mathematical operations, essentially it's a multiplication that, that, that's occurring. And if you look at the neural net or a lot of the, you know, so in, in the AI world, uh, well, of course, there's a lot of different architectures and of course I'm oversimplifying this, but it's a whole lot of multiplications. Uh, and yeah. this is something the GPU is set up to do very, very quickly. Uh, so that's definitely, definitely the way of the future. And, and, you know, in the past, one thing that we have done is um, in our demand analytics platforms that we built in the past is to think about how we can process millions and, uh, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions of, uh, of uh, geography product or uh, geography product customer combinations and, and how to do that efficiently. Because well, we have to do this efficiently, right? Um, and, and, and what are the different shortcuts that can be taken and so on. In the world of, uh, of a GPU computing, well, some of that is really not necessary. And you can, you can do a whole lot more uh, without, taking, without taking the shortcuts that, that needed to be taken in the past. So a very exciting time for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So it, the GPU sounds a little bit like a, a superpower of, of AI. <laughs> So, and that, and that being the case, speaking of superpowers, um, Leo, I know that you're, you know, kind of the, the Superman of, of the development uh, arm here at Parker Avery, but outside of Parker Avery, um, what would you say your superpowers are? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, this is pretty much it. No, no, no. Smokes. There you go. Fantastic. There's a lot of people that are, you know, most people are way better than me. It's looking meat and brewing beer and and the most modest person that I know. Honestly. (laughs) I don't think you've ever tasted the beer that I brew. It's really not. (laughs) No, it's it's pretty good. What kind what kind do you focus on? Are you a stout guy? Are you a uh, IPA or no, it's, uh, I mean, it's a lot of different beers. So right now, I've got a Maybach, which I'm trying lagering for the first time. And that's in a mini fridge that I have that's temperature controlled. And then I'm brewing a uh, Belgian quad. Or no, a Belgian strong. Nice. How did you get started doing that? Uh, I mean, when I was, uh, so shortly after I turned 21, I ordered a um a beer brewing kit and i tried it we me and my friends tried it a few times and uh the first time we used the kit it turned out awesome (laughs) and then the other times we kind of deviated more and more from the kit and the last time we did it was maybe the fourth brew or so which uh tasted like soy sauce we were trying to do a stout and uh it was really gross hadn't brewed till maybe about a year or 
ago or so, and uh, you know, started brewing more and more with COVID. Started brewing more, started smoking more meats and stuff like that. COVID really, really brings that up. That being, you know, sort of not going to restaurants or anything kind of makes it easier to do those sorts of things. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you were kind of ahead of the curve with all the craft breweries if you started at, um, you know, in your early 20s. And now, you know, you can't go around the corner without running into a craft brewery, which is a lot of fun. All right. Um, well, as, as we wrap up, then let's switch gears uh, again a little bit. If you could give the world two minutes of Leo Gray's um, and offer offer some advice as clients begin their journey into demand analytics, what what would that advice be? So a lot of people, a lot of uh, companies that go to demand analytics, they put too much emphasis on the actual algorithm that they use, like a neural net or you know, FU boost or whatever they use. One of the things is they need to understand how the data is going to be transformed before the neural net and also how the data is, how the uh, results are going to be surfaced to the business users and how to make them actionable too. It's, it's that actionability that really needs to be emphasized because if, you know, if you gain insight on some data and that, insight is in no way actionable you know that's that's really uh, that's a lot of time spent on something that can't really be done mm -hmm. um, that you can't really do much with in terms of fixing their data you know it's what I mentioned earlier garbage in garbage out they need clean data they need that and uh, and, and the other thing that I would uh, I would recommend is invest in a BI tool because it's going to be a lot easier as, as your data grows, it's going to be a lot easier for you to visualize what the data looks like if you have a BI tool instead of, you know, extracting stuff from a database into Excel and trying to, and making graphs from there. Um, it, it's just a much easier, simpler thing. I, I think that's about it. Well, that's fantastic. I think it's great advice. And I've, I've personally enjoyed um, talking with you a little bit today and getting to know you a little bit with this distributed environment that's not going away anytime soon. It, it's nice to be able to chat with you guys and just talk um, not only about data and analytics and demand, and um, but also about beer and smoking fish and things like that. So I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tristan. All right. Great, thanks. thanks, gentlemen. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. So that wraps up today's episode. We hope you found value in the content and in the discussion. If you have any questions and would like to reach out, please feel free to visit our website at parkeravery.com. We also invite you to join our conversation on LinkedIn. Just search for the Parker Avery Group.